folks, welcome to episode 3. Oh my god, wow, we're already at episode 3. Episode 3 of Sounds Like Autism. I'm your host, co-founder, and everything awesome, Josh. And I'm here right beside um, my friend Dave. Dave, you want to say hi? Hey, man. Hey. Um, so, I just want to say thank you all again. Thank you for all your likes. Thank you for shares and all that good stuff on social media. Instagram, Facebook, all that. I have a special shout out tonight um, to Juliana Featherman from at Making Authentic Friendships. It's a pretty cool um, page on Instagram. I encourage you all to check that out. So, and she, we, we, uh, we implored everyone to share uh, our page, and uh, she did, and we got about twenty followers in like yep. twenty minutes from her. So, so thanks, thank Juliana. you. Yeah, you're awesome for that. Thank you. Um, so, also, please do not hesitate to reach out and join in our conversation. Hit us up on our Instagram at soundslikeautism or by our email at soundslikeautism at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And yeah, you could ask us our favorite recipes. You could tell us what you like and what you don't like. You can ask exactly. us questions. You can say that you want to be a guest. We'd love to have you. Speaking yes. of guests, Josh. Oh, yeah. Tonight we actually have a very special guest. Um, I'm pretty sure you all will enjoy it. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to have at uh, autism underscore IRL mm-hmm, on exactly. the show, a.k.a. Dana. Um, but we'll get more into that later. Um, really excited about it. Um, so yeah, we, another, uh, great two weeks, right, Josh? Yes. Another great um, two weeks of, of people that, you know, I think your, re- your message really resonates with people and, uh, they appreciate what you're doing and, um, you know, we have a lot of good things in the works. I haven't told you this yet, but, uh, Margaret and I are working on the artwork to make sure that we can get onto iTunes. So that should be happening in the next couple of weeks. Thank you to Margaret from Spectrum Designs for, uh, volunteering her, her yeah, time awesome. after hours Thank you. to, uh, make our image less, less pixelated, which apparently, um, you know, iTunes has some standards for the amount of pixels you need in your image to be able to broadcast your, your podcast on their, on their streaming services. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. So Josh, I have a surprise for you. Um, and this is a real surprise. Josh didn't know about this. Um, like we said, a lot of people have been reaching out and, uh, Josh, you know, our friend Mia, Mm -hmm. just Mia, um, right after the episode last week, she reached out to me. She was really moved by your jellyfish analogy. In fact, a lot of people were really moved by the jellyfish thing. They thought that was really cool. They thought that it was cool that you still think they're cool, but you understand that it was kind of weird. Um, and, and I think people do think that jellyfish are really neat. Um, well, so starting she, a jellyfish movement here, I guess. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, don't get stumped. So she reached out to me and uh, asked me if it was cool if she gave you a gift. And I said, of course. Um, and so this is really special. And you, we'll have to describe it. But here you go. This is oh, from, wow. This is from Mia. Wow, I'm going to get this framed. Wow, thank, thank you, Mia. Um, well, if, why don't you say what it is? Um, it's a picture of a jellyfish. Um, what species does this look like? It looks kind of like a lion. God, no, no, I'm not going to go into that. Wow. <laughs> I was nerding out. But yeah, wow, th- this is beautiful. It's a really, really beautiful. good painting of a yeah, jellyfish. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. And um, so, thank you very much, Mia. This is awesome. So that just shows you, you know, how much your message is resonating with people. Yeah. And whatever jellyfishes mean to whoever, 
Um, you know, yeah, I, I, well. I think that that's, that's really neat. Um, yeah, wow, thank you. Yeah, that's cool. My bad idea. Maybe we should put jellyfish on the official Sounds Like Autism apparel, which we are going to be making very soon. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever you want, man. It's your show. I mean, I really like our logo. Yeah, we should maybe stick with that. Maybe we should put the jellyfish inside of headphones instead of the brain. What do you think? Uh, honestly, that would be pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I... We'd appreciate any feedback about that. Reach out and tell us what, what you want the merch to look like. Um, yeah, l- let's see your opinions. We want to know. Yeah, so Josh and I are really busy. We both work full-time. We both have relationships and other things, and this is totally like an extra evening hobby for us. Which we love. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Which we been, love. It's been a crazy couple weeks for both of us. We're both exhausted. Um, my daughter, I have a year and a half year old daughter she's in swim lessons right now and she is just so water crazy she's like a little jellyfish out there and <laughs> oh man a lot of the time she has a total tantrum when when uh we want to get her out of the water or get her out of the bath um i i need to teach her more about being being flexible and dealing with a schedule and not, you know, everything going exactly how she wants all the time, which is really difficult to teach uh, a small child. And I've never, I've never uh, worked with with really, really young children, um, which our guests could probably speak to. But um, now I have one, which is uh, not the easiest. But speaking of, anyway, Josh, do you want to introduce the topic? Josh approached yeah. me about a topic um, for this week's episode which I just kind of uh, alluded to a little bit, but Josh, why don't you take it away and explain the topic? Yeah, well, um, about the topic, just, um, and Dave doesn't know I'm going to say this, but I, I think it's kind of an interesting story. Um, we were talking, and Dave was like, you know, we, we should have had the topic, Josh, earlier. We should have had, and I was like, you know what? Boom. <laughs> Almost last minute, I came up with one, and it was really good. And I'm kind of impressed with myself that I kind of did that. Well, what's the topic? Flexibility. And is it because I wasn't being flexible when I was rushing you into picking a topic? No, but that would go great with a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's because for, for some reason, uh, flexibility, being flexible, being able to deal with a changing um, situation is hard for people on the spectrum. Now, the reason I thought of it was, uh, for some reason, I was thinking of this old Disney vacation I took back, like, maybe six or seven years ago with my mom and my brother. And we came, before we went, we came up with a plan of order we are going to go in the rides. Now, and it was going to be, I, I forgot the names of the rides, but anyway. Now, I had two rides which I want to go on. One of them, the, the line was, like, a hundred minutes long. That's ridiculous. That, that's... Okay, so that's how the question. Second one, the ride broke down. So, yeah, so that means that we have to do my brother's and then my mom's. And my brother's was very close by. I was saying, well, why don't we go to and just wait on the line? But my parents were saying, my mom was saying, why don't you just go with us to my brother's ride because it's very close by. End of the story is, well, that kind of ruined my whole vacation for me because I couldn't deal. And, um, so that happens to lots of people. Yeah, adjusting to the situation. 
Alright, so guys, I'm very happy to announce that we are going to now bring on our guest. Our guest, Dana, is a board-certified behavior analyst. Not only that, but her brother is also affected by autism. The two of them have an awesome Instagram account called at, aut- at autism underscore IRL. In real life. That's right. And she's also the first ever guest on this show besides my mother. <laughs> yeah. So without further ado, please welcome our special guest, Dana. Dana, welcome to Sounds Like Autism. Hi, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, we're very happy to have you here. Yeah, we're, we're really excited to be a part of kind of like a national or international community, Josh and I, where we're checking out people from all over the country. I mean, we definitely, obviously, both have um, been around this, this field for a long time, but we haven't been part of such a large conversation, I yeah. would say, and with such like-minded people that are excited about where things are going. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, so... If you don't mind, why don't you um, tell us first about um, your experience with you and your brother? Yeah, um, I mean, my brother and I have a very close relationship, and I think that hopefully that's something that kind of comes through if you check out our Instagram page. Um, I recently moved back home to upstate New York. I was in Massachusetts for a few years, so we've kind of been reconnecting since I've moved home. Um, and he's pretty awesome. He's a really fun guy, um, and we have a really good time together. So, that being said, you, did you, I assume your brother, um, inspired you to go into the field and become a behavior analyst? Yes, absolutely. I mean, autism clearly has something, is something that's always been kind of a part of my life. Um, and for a while, it was just something that was, you know, on the side. I had a brother or a sibling on the spectrum, and it was never anything that I, you know, actively thought about pursuing. I just had one of those college moments of, oh, my God, I'm graduating. What am I going to do with myself after school? Um, and it just so happened that I was able, through my college, to connect with an amazing school that specializes in autism education, and I was able to kind of get my degree there and learn a lot more about the field of autism that way. Wow. Do you feel like you had an unfair advantage in school uh, versus your your um, fellow students? You know, just a little bit. I think I think that I could uh, relate my studies to my real life a little bit more easily than most. Um, so maybe a little bit of an advantage that way. For sure. <laughs> so um, since today our main topic is flexibility, um, so how does your brother deal with flexibility and how would you suggest to our audience members who are listening how, uh, some tips on how they could better deal with flexibility in their daily lives? Yeah, that's a big question. Let's start with, is your brother flexible? He, you know, it's, it's kind of, he's like everybody else. Sometimes he can be pretty flexible. Um, it, I, you know, it depends on the situation and it depends on you know, how much he had his heart set on doing something or getting something. Um, but he, he has his moments where he can handle flexibility well, and he has his moments where he can't yeah. and doesn't. I think, I think we, all, we all do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's something that Josh can speak to a little bit. I mean, I can too. I can take, I can take a turn. But, <laughs> but uh, Josh, Josh, Josh definitely brought this up because it's something that he – he struggles with, and it's something that yeah. he is aware that um, 
others do and others that can't, um, you know, speak to it the way that Josh can. Like he sees it among his right. his peers and his coworkers and you know others in the yeah. autism community. So do you want to tell her a little yeah. bit about? Um, wait, like with me, um, yeah. At least with my experience is basically it. Right now, I'm nowadays I'm able to handle it. Like I'm way more flexible than I used to be. But back when I was like younger, even if up to a few years ago. If something were to change, and like if I have my heart set on it, like um you said, you with your brother, um, man, I I would just get real upset. I would think, oh, this is not fair. How come this is changing? Um, what did I do deserve this? And it would just turn to a negative thing. And would you get um, would you obsess over it a little? Oh, bit? oh, absolutely! It, it was instantly it goes from zero to a hundred on the obsession level, and um then pretty much. That like the whole day would be ruined. I mean, I'd just be, I'd just be very angry. It would just be irritating. I'd be irritable mm. because of that. So, I mean, I just so I understand when like people are like, oh, my kid gets very irritable because of this and that. I understand because I have been there and I understand it. So yeah, they normally just get really irritable and angry. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, Josh, how, how have you worked on your flexibility? What has helped you? Um, well, pretty much, my mom, you, you know the saying, with that, like, tough love, like, she, she just, she, she, with that, she was just like, no, that this is how you have to deal with that. So, what about something? Did she, like, take some time to explain it a little bit more to you? that help? I, that's something I do with Robert, so I was just wondering, because it seems like for, for Robert... At, at, time, at times, time yes. And, at, at times, yeah. yes, but like, we would talk about it. I think talking about it is your biggest yeah. thing, and I think it's... I think uh, what I always say is context is key, so I think a lot of people um, take advantage of the... you know, or, or take for granted um, uh, people people's ability to understand and comprehend what's going on around them or why things are happening. You know, maybe we can't go sledding because of the weather or, you know, maybe we can't go in the pool because it's too cold or maybe we can't go on this ride at Disney because the line is too long. Yeah, and, 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 broken, and I think that, um, jo- I think this goes for Josh and a lot of other people yeah. that, that when you provide that context and you can kind of, um, decompress the whole situation and pick it apart I think that that really, really helps, and that's well, where compromises helps, come from. Uh, but if you do it early, that's what I found. But with me, mm-hmm. let's say if I were in, like, the... Uh, remember how I said earlier, the 0 to 100 obsession? If I were in the obsession, right. that's where even talking, no, nothing's going to work. That's where it's just like, okay, um, we'll, we'll talk about it maybe tomorrow, but yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. So that's where it's kind of like the wall came down. It's one of the obsessions. So if um, if your brother or anyone is anything like me, you got to do the talk about it very early on, like as soon as the change happens, mm-hmm. um, before that obsession wall comes down. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, and I think that you're right. I think that you're absolutely right. Because there are times I talk to Robert and he does understand and I think, like you said, the earlier, the better. Um, and then there are moments where things happen quickly and I don't get a chance to talk to him ahead yep. of time and he doesn't take it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I totally understand where he's coming from because, like, I'm just thinking back to me when I was younger. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, something I right. something something I've struggled with and and thought about a lot is how how early. So um, should it happen before the you know how early before you can't predict everything. That's the point of, right. of teaching flexibility. So how proactive should you be? Um, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I was to work with an individual and I may be working, uh, missing work two weeks from today, should I tell them today or should I tell them on the Thursday before, you know, um, right. and, and uh, which one's more helpful? The easy answer yeah. isn't always the, you know, the, the easy answer isn't always the right one. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So what about that? And what I about, what that, about, be, um, what about being really proactive about, that, you know, uh, proactively teaching flexibility. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that, I think it's tough because I think it is, it is so individualized, you know, like autism, everybody is, is different who is on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, so I think it has a lot to do with, you know, knowing the person that you're working with and knowing the people that you're trying to help teach flexibility to. Um, and I think that you just have to be ready to kind of, program in any environment so plan those planned moments of flexibility is something you can work on ahead of time but then also have something in place for you know in the moment spontaneous change um kind of be ready to tackle that and what i mean for my brother at least what has been helpful is if something changes very quickly and we don't have time to talk about it to him ahead of time we always try to provide some type of alternative so you know if the, the store he wants to go is closed or we're not able to go out because of the weather like you mentioned we would try to provide an alternative like oh rob we're like really sorry we can't go out today but we could stay inside and we could watch a movie or we could you know make some popcorn trying to give him alternatives to help him get over such a big disappointment i think is something that's been useful for us and my family at least. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I think also painting with a broad brush as far as people's scheduling and getting, um, you know, making sure that you have alternatives that people enjoy doing. You know, like if you only like watching a certain binge watching a certain show on Netflix and then you run out of seasons to watch. And you have this like oh, existential horrible. crisis about it. This is what this is what <laughs> this, this, this is a very winter a winter topic. This is what this is this is near near and dear to me right now. Um, I'm I'm almost uh, out of episodes of Portlandia to watch, and I'm kind of beside myself about it. Oh no! No, but but you know, I I think that um, this is not. You you hit the nail on the head when you say that this is not. An, an autism issue. This is like a human issue. Um, right, you know, exactly. I I hate surprises. <laughs> um, and my, <laughs> Me too. My, right there with you. My, my wife tried to plan three surprise parties for my birthday in a row when we were first together. <laughs> and and we got in a fight about oh, it every, no. every, every year. And I always found out too because I don't like surprises. Neither does she. <laughs> um, whether they're, even if they're good. But one one yeah. thing I think though, Ed, is that it's important that yes, we we help people when there is a change, but we also need to like kind of prepare them and stuff and teach them like that. You know, sometimes the change is just gonna happen, and there's not gonna be like we we could do this instead. It's just you're gonna be in a situation and the change happens, and how you need to deal with it appropriately in the spur of the moment. So that's right, also yeah, absolutely. yeah because sometimes like you you'll be in a store 
and you don't know how the other people are going to react if you start getting all angry. You don't want someone calling, like, the police on your kid. And although it's not a very pleasant thought, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very realistic possibility. So, there no, are, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so it's, um, these things, I think, people, like, families should sit down meet, and have a conversation like, okay, so if something unexpected happens... What should we do when we get angry because of that? What thoughts should we think about? Like, should we say, okay, this is just an in-the-moment anger. Um, this is just a stress anger because I'm stressed. Yeah, say la vie. Say la vie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Coping, coping skills, right? I yes. was just going to say, we work a lot with my brother, too, on coping skills. You know, taking deep breaths and doing some counting. And like you said, trying to work through those frustrating moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely, those coping skills come in handy in those types of situations. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, they could be game changers. And, mm-hmm, and definitely. And it's not always to be clear. It's not always even about preferred tasks or preferred activities, right? Um, it can right. just be. I mean, I know autism and um, OCD tend to often go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Right and, here. And, right um, here. You know, I have worked with certain individuals who, you know, if um, a door isn't cracked in a certain way or something like that can be um, really uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, because they've, they've been able to set that precedent for themselves successfully. Um, so yeah. that's, another, that's another thing that I guess needs really proactive strategies to, uh, to yeah. face. And that's also something that I think Josh has struggled with oh god you ocd yeah honestly like every day of my life even today i mean look mm-hmm. ocd um plain simple it, it's annoying I, there there's no way of sugarcoating <laughs> it i'm not even gonna try because i'd be lying to you guys it's annoying um but look you first the thing which helps me every day which i tell myself every day and this really helps is let's say, um, I'm going to use, for example, the, the door thing, which they said. So, make pretend you have that door, that we need to close the door three times. Make pretend. First of all, don't do it. you gotta, you got to fight it. If you, if you do it, you're just solidifying in your head that, okay, this is a good behavior. Don't, don't do it. Second, just tell yourself in your head, you know what, this is just the OCD. This is not a real thought. This is just the OCD. Because when you have OCD... Basically, what it is, it's like you're lacking a filter in your head to like keep all like all the not real thoughts from like your conscience. They're like from your subconscious, and they're going into your conscience, which is like really annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying. I I know I was just going yeah. in a deep conversation there, and now I come out like, oh, it's really annoying. But still, it's really annoying. So you just gotta tell yourself. This thought is OCD. It is not real. This thought is OCD. And do not act on it. Do not. And if you do that and continue continue doing it for days, weeks at a time, I, if you're anything like me, it will get less and less and less. So, um, I'm... Yeah, I'm so glad that you have been able to kind of work through that and learn the skills that you need to to, to kind of help yourself with that. Because my brother has, Robert actually is diagnosed with OCD too. Yeah. Um, 
so he, he struggles with it, and I think that we have a hard time because, you know, he can't communicate like the three of us are communicating right now. You know, he doesn't have a lot of, of good vocal behavior, so it can be hard for us to communicate to him like, oh, Rob, you know, this is just your OCD, let us, yeah. let's work through it. I mean, we, we tell him in different ways, and we try to help him out in different ways, um, but Josh, I'm so glad that you're able to to find these skills that you need to help yourself with it. Because like you said, it can be really annoying and it can be really oh. frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. That, that, this, is, this is really cool. Uh, thank you for shedding some light on, on the topic. Um, to, to lighten things up a little bit, can I ask you something off topic, off the topic of flexibility? Absolutely. When you when I when we uh, direct messaged you about talking to us, you said you knew about um, where Josh works. Is that right? Josh doesn't know this, so maybe yeah. maybe yeah. You, maybe you can tell him. He would really be kind of flattered if you would explain how you kind of know about what we do here already. So I stumbled upon the Spectrum Designs Instagram um, a while back, and I started following it, and I just love the idea of this, this sense of community and, and providing these, you know, employment vocational opportunities for individuals on the spectrum. I think it's great. So I've actually been following Spectrum Designs and everything you guys have been up to um, for the past few months. That is, that's so awesome. We love hearing when, you know, from people that are far away. I mean, you are, you are only in Ithaca, so that's, that's not, um, that's not actually too, too far. But uh, again, this is, this yeah. is, this is not sponsored. Yeah, this is, we just need to remind you guys, we are not sponsored by Spectrum Design. <laughs> kind of like, you know, those little legal disclaimers at the end of the car commercials and stuff. Well, this, this is ours. Yeah, cover all your um, bases. No, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole purpose behind Spectrum uh, yeah. and this kind of model that we're, we're, yeah. we're using is, is integration and is uh, like out, out, outreach, out, outreach and, and, yeah. and um, you know, spreading up a positive message about um, you know, uh, uh, this population's unique capabilities and Josh's unique capabilities. Yeah, it's all about, like, you know, just giving people a chance and stuff. Because typically, um, in, when I used to work in, like, kitchens and stuff, th- this is what would normally happen. I would go in the back of the kitchen. Um, I would be forced to, like, clean dishes and stuff. And, like, that's it. No one would even care or... People, I know people who worked in department stores and they just got thrown on the back and had to move boxes all day. And But the thing is that they're not getting support. Spectrum, on the other hand, takes them in and they give them the support and they're able to then grow and move up. And so society, outside Spectrum, just says stay here, do this. Spectrum, you know, they let you grow and move up. Right, yeah, it sounds like an amazing place. Oh, oh, it is. Yeah, are there any um, social enterprises uh, upstate that you, you want to mention or any other enterprises that you're a fan of? Um, I mean, I think that I'm still pretty getting used to this area again. Um, it's been a few years since I've been back here, so I haven't really you know, dipped my toes too much into what we have going on around here. Um. But I will just say that I love the Instagram community that I have found. Yeah. And I think that for someone in upstate New York, which tends to be a more rural area, 
it does really bring a sense of connectedness to the greater autism community. And I mean, it's, you know, it's afforded me opportunities to interact with, you know, amazing people like, you know, you, Josh and Dave. And I think it's been, I think I've been pleasantly surprised with how connected I have felt since joining the autism Instagram world. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, that's the great thing about um, this, all of us connecting through Instagram, Facebook, all that. It's it's, it's a community, the autism community, we're not just a community, we're more like a family. And as a family, the one thing we do is we empower each other and we enrich people, each other's lives um, through, like, knowledge, which will help each other grow and help each other um, go live a richer, fuller life, and I just absolutely love that. I think it's wonderful, so I fully agree with you. Yeah, I don't think that, um, you know, Spectrum's model or this model, this podcast or, or whatever, would be possible without social media, without yeah, without it, outreach, you yeah. know? Yeah, you, you yeah, gotta absolutely. have it. Really cool. All right, well, thank you very much. Yes, yeah, th- um, I want to just thank you very much um, for coming on our podcast. Would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. I would love to be on again. You had a good time? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm really glad that people are, that, that Josh's message is resonating with people, that I'm able to just help facilitate it uh, a little bit. It's just, it, I'm really stoked. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> I, I am too. I think it's great, and I love the platform, and I love the message. And I would absolutely love to come back. Thank you very much. Um, we would love to have you back. We absolutely love oh, you. Oh, thank you, Josh. <laughs> Thanks. All right. All have, right. Have a good well, night. Yeah. Thanks. You right, too. Bye. You did so awesome, bud. Your first interview <laughs> besides your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, we had a wonderful guest, Dana. So, thank you, Dana. And remember, folks, to follow Dana on Instagram at autism underscore IRL. That's autism in real life, right? Yes. Who else should they follow? Well, obviously us at Sounds Like Autism Instagram. So thank you, everyone, for joining us for episode three of Sounds Like Autism. We'll see you on episode four. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Later.